It's time for another exciting, enthralling, stupefyingly monotonous, and entirely unnecessary episode of TV Chinwag. Please welcome your hosts with the meh, Ryan and Jules. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of TV Chinwag. My name is Ryan and with me as always is a woman who's joining me, the only woman on earth that gets super hot for a penis tentacle monster. It's Jules. Tanaka! Tanaka Tanaka! <laughs> oh sorry, Japanese penis tentacle monster. <laughs> Tanaka. Nobody has any clue what we're talking about. We'll no, get there, folks. But they will, will soon! They will discover yes. the delicious delights of Tanaka. <laughs> Which has to be, people, I'm warning you, the funniest thing I have seen possibly in this life and any other. And I'm a woman who sees a lot of funny shit. <laughs> Jules, how are you? It's been a couple of weeks since we talked. Have you been keeping yourself in good health? Uh, good health, watching lots and lots of television. There's stuff coming back. There's new stuff. There's so much television. It's a feast of good stuff and some not so good stuff. But, yes, lots lots of things. It's a lovely middle of summer down here, down under. Um, so sitting here with no pants on, having a beer, as one should on a 34-degree Sunday. Ooh, yuck. That sounds very hot. I'm so far from that right now, it's not even funny. Uh, well, actually, Which not probably, as far as other, probably, other prob- people on her. Probably good because I've got no pants yeah. on. But well, this is true. Yeah, um, other people on our continent are experiencing some pretty severe winter. I think it's like ten degrees here today. <gasps> yeah, it's not a big deal. But other people are like buried under feet of snow, feet well, and feet and feet of snow. Stupid east side of your continent is. Um, yeah. I think May yeah. it was like. Yeah, I don't understand that. So like, why would you live somewhere like that? You tell Seriously. me, all, those e- all East Coasters are weird, aren't they? Well, yeah. Well, no, I live on the East Coast. So this is what I'm saying. <sighs> yeah, but that's the only place to live in Australia. <laughs> like, there is, isn't, is, is nowhere else to live. You can live in Perth. <sighs> well, yes, I better not say anything like that because some of my best friends live in Perth. But seriously. What about Darwin? Would you ever live in Darwin? I've only been to Darwin once. Um, uh-huh. No, I only live in big cities, and there's only two of those in Australia, so my choices are pretty limited. It's here or Sydney, and Melbourne's a lot better than Sydney. Yeah, that's true. This is what I hear. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. But no, nowhere in Australia has snow. So they, I mean, has feats of snow. Feats of snow. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have yeah. we we don't have feet here. We have centimeters. So now, do you guys just go down to Antarctica when you want to go skiing? Actually, these days with global warming, we wait for pieces of Antarctica to just sort of bump up against us. So oh, nice. Yeah, don't really need to go far. There's usually some uh, icy, snow-covered glacier floating past, you know, on a regular regular uh, basis. Jules, no, that's that's New Zealand. That's true. Now, I have to say, like, New Zealand is a really cool place. If anyone ever gets a chance to go there, like, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, CGI aside, that's what a lot of New Zealand looks like. And you can literally, on the west coast of the South Island, be driving along the road and there'll be a sign saying glacier. And you literally just pull to the side of the road, get out of your car and touch a glacier, like a 100-metre tall glacier. It's incredible. That's bizarre. Wow, and, that's really and, cool. and it's not Arctic temperatures. Well, not all year round anyway. So We used to have that here, actually, not far. You'd be able to go and actually walk on a glacier. I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you either sold it or it melted. 
I, well, it melted. We didn't sell it. We would never sell our precious water. Are you kidding me? Well, you sell everything else, like the rest of our countries, don't you? You take that back. You do. You sell. It's our you oil. S- we'll sell it if we want. <laughs> oil and grizzly bears and maple syrup. <laughs> well, it's an economy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know. And we'll trade you grizzlies for koalas. Oh please! Ours have all got chlamydia, and yeah. they'd piss on you anyway. So really, that's I... what that's what Australia needs is more man eaters. <laughs> we don't have anything as big as grizzlies, though. That's the yeah, crocs. Crocs are pretty big. Yeah, but they they are in the water, and they're usually in places uh-huh. that have big signs saying Cro- bear, "Beware, crocodiles will eat you," and then stupid people go in the in there and get eaten. So it's like sharks. It's like yeah. it's where they live. You go and swim where the sharks are. Fuck you. Get eaten. Right. That's what you think. Yeah. It's only a couple. Um. Of keep. People yeah. Eating. I don't know. I I don't want to get eaten by a bear or a shark. But I guess if I had to pick, a bear. Why? Because there's a possibility you could just jab your thumbs into its eyeballs and it would let you go. But you could do that with sharks. Be drowning. Yeah, but you wouldn't be drowning then. But most people don't. Like you either get dead with a shark or you get bitten like there's there is a, a possibility of escape and um and and it's very rare how many people get eaten by grizzlies attacked by grizzlies a year a lot no and it, it can happen no. like in your local no, not a lot it can, Two happen or three. In, it can happen in your local store like what what are you <laughs> are you're thinking of bears you're just thinking of big sexy bears. Is what you're, thinking of. <laughs> you're down Davies Street on a Saturday <laughs> That's night. Right. Oh, sure, lots of those. Absolutely. <laughs> you could, get, you could, get, you could get eaten bear. by a couple of those in, a, in an evening if you play your cards right. But... Oh, do tell Ryan. <laughs> well, I, 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 this is what I hear. This is what, what I hear, right? That's what you hear. You're a bit bearish right. yourself, so I can understand that. Anyway, we should talk about some television. And not I tell- like my men very feminine. <laughs> so feminine they have vaginas. <laughs> well, they're called women, is essentially well, what they're called. They take, well, some men have vaginas these days. Uh, <laughs> takes all sorts, Ryan. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure the listeners are ready at this time of day for a full discussion of your sexual proclivities. So why don't we talk some television? Uh, sure, sure. A <laughs> um, couple of bits of news. A show we reviewed last year that we did talk about at the time was On the Bubble. was Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, it didn't get renewed for the back half of a full season, so it got... 16, 15, 16 episodes. A um, lot of doubt about whether it would return, but there's now talk that it might might move to sci-fi. Interesting. Uh, and be rebranded as Hellblazer, which, of course, is the name of the comics. Oh, that's uh, a really good idea. Let's waste all that money that you've spent in building a name and then change it to something else. Yes, I'm not quite sure I understand the rationale there because it's not like people aren't going to know it's the same show. Yeah, like, yeah. We, are, we they all... gonna lose, are they going to lose Maddie Ryan and use somebody else? Or? No, no, no. It would be the same show. They're just move, to move it from NBC to, to sci-fi. Huh. So it would be exactly the same show. I don't know why the rebranding um, because as, you know, Viewer, people who watch television do have the internet, so people would know it was the same show, and they yeah. would want want the current audience to follow it. So, um, but it would be nice to see it continue uh, 
to have a life, I think. And if sci-fi is the place for it, um, I don't know why NBC isn't um, committed to it. Um, uh, it it's the, they showed a lack of confidence from very early on, I think, and yeah. that's never helpful. I don't, I'm sure if you're working on a show and, you know, you know the network's not behind you, that doesn't help anything. Um, you know, in contrast, we've seen Gotham on Fox, which, again, um, you've got to look at where these shows fit in the whole schedule that a network has. I mean, I don't think NBC's, you know, top of the charts at the moment either. Certainly Fox has been struggling, but it's committed to Gotham. In fact, gave it the full 22-episode run, even though the rumour was the showrunners were like, can we just have 16 to find our feet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, these are the things that I, I can't imagine what it's like to deal with as someone making a TV show. Uh, yeah. Constantine has done nothing wrong. Uh, it's solid. Um, it might it be... It started weak. It's Well, but even that, I think it found its feet pretty quickly. Like, uh, Are you still watching? I'm dipping in. Uh, so I've found it's a show because it still hasn't developed a hugely involved myth arc. You can actually... So I've probably since sep- watched solidly up to episode seven or six or seven and now I'll just go, oh, I'll watch Constantine and just watch whatever this week's episode is. Not worry if I haven't watched last week's episode. So I'm one of those viewers at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I like it well enough um, and I sort of wanted to see where it goes. But it's certainly... Yeah, it's not committing any crimes as far as TV goes, and I enjoy it more than I enjoy Gotham. So, mm-hmm. Well, good. I mean, that would be interesting. Sci-fi would be a great place where there would probably be a big hit on that channel. I don't think they have a whole lot happening right now. Do they, Sci-Fi? Oh, well, they've got stuff coming back. So they'll have Defiance coming back, and they've got a couple of other shows, uh, new shows coming as well. So, But Defiance isn't doing better than Constantine. No, I think I think if they could bring the audience they've already got for Constantine and pick up a bit of a new one. I mean, who knows how it fits into the economy of Sci-Fi and all those yeah. behind-the-scene things that we're unaware of. But I would think having, I mean, as you'd know as well as anyone, there are setup costs to making a new show once you've invested those it's like well it cost you it doesn't cost you much more to make 22 episodes than it does to make 20, 16 mm-hmm. you know because you've done mm-hmm. all the you've got to do the setup for however many episodes you make so i would think even if they get another 16 episodes out of it call it season two if you like um it might be worth it on the um, accounting side of things. but True, true. Um, Yeah, I'd be a bit sad to see it go. And I, as I said, I contrasted a bit with Gotham, which um, has, has you know, Fox has shown a lot of faith and, and support of and continues to push. And, and I think um, not that it's a bad show by any means, although I think it's it's not been the show a lot of viewers hoped it would be. Not as same as it being a bad show. Are you still watching Gotham at all? No, nor hell, nor um, Hellblazer, <laughs> Constantine. Um, I, uh, not particular, not particularly for any reason other than I just don't have time to get into them. But um, you know, I was I, uh, like our earlier reviews say, I, I like them just fine, but none of them really grab me. I mean, I haven't even kept up with Shameless this season. It's one of my favorite shows. So um, I've just been hanging around a lot of half-hour comedies for some reason, <laughs> which I never thought I would say, but it's true. <laughs> Um, anyway, we'll, we will see what happens. Watch this space. It's nice to know these days. I mean, obviously these are network things, but you know, the minute things start to look a bit shaky, everyone immediately goes, Oh, what about 
What about Netflix? What about, you know, yeah. who can save yeah. them now? Um, we talked about In the Flesh, which um, unfortunately didn't get picked up for its third season. And I know a lot of people were maybe hoping it was the sort of product that um, would be attractive to Netflix to pick up, which they, they certainly haven't at this point. But um, there's a little bit more... Um, there's some more alternatives than there used to be for shows that um, may just not be fitting into a network's nightly schedule, yeah. but they might and fit somewhere you know what, else. I, another another um, party that's being involved with doing stuff uncharacteristically and, and developing stuff that's fairly almost fringe is um, Canada's CBC, and we're talking about one of their shows today. And they have, you know, we talked about this a while ago last season about... Um, all of a sudden, they had all these huge, big shows coming out, and you mm. know um, they're doing something very different as well. And I, I hope they have it in mind that they're going to produce this stuff in Canada and then get it out to Netflix as quickly as they can uh, well, for uh, the rest of the world. Now, an interesting—I'm not sure what is it on—is Strange Empire on CBC or not? Yes, yeah. yes. Now that's really interesting because uh, they've just CTV. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Strange Empire, which we reviewed last year, has just finished. Yeah, its CBC, first, yeah, yeah, re- finished its first season, and uh, certainly everyone who watched it. I haven't seen the finale yet, but um, huge buzz about it. And you know, all my American US friends are saying, "Where can I watch it? Where can I watch it?" Um, because it's not on any network in in the US, and it's not on Netflix yet. I haven't heard if it's been picked up. I hope it is because. Um, there's an American audience there for it, which will at least be the same size as the Canadian audience watching it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I really hope that, and I haven't, we haven't heard if there's going to be a season two for that. But an extraordinary se- series, and um, certainly needs to have an audience, but beyond Canada. Um. So I hope, I hope that's one that that gets picked up as well. But there should be, you know, people. Networks that have to think of global markets and, and um, something like Netflix and these days is all around the world and that's what can get you, you know, the the money you need to keep going with it. For yeah, yeah, subs- I, I think so too. Makes a big difference actually. So here's, here's hoping for life for, for various seasons. Okay, but Let's um, not get started talking about network, uh, network politics <laughs> or distribution <laughs> politics. You God, know it's my, you know my favourite topic. <laughs> Actually, just to comment on that, I did talk in, in one of our uh, recent podcasts about Netflix coming to Australia, which is in March, and we've had, I think it's the... So both Murdoch Media and Fairfax Media, the, the two big media companies down here starting their own streaming services and because it's Australia one of the streaming services down here is called Stan like nice yeah Stan really like I don't know the other ones we have one called Rogers Kevin or something really Stan yeah um but they've been showing Better Call Saul like basically live um the rest of its back catalogue but um it, somehow they got the rights to Better Call Saul, so um, that was interesting. Uh, and of course, because it's new, they've got lots of deals about you know, get it free for a month, which I've got at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so watch this space. I will talk a lot when um, <laughs> Netflix launches in Australia. Yeah, we have something similar called Show Me, which is our Shaw Cable subscriber, and they've put you know they have a ton of TV shows that are uh, up to date that are on there, and that's actually where I watched um, Jane the Virgin. On that. Fantastic. 
Okay, so we're talking. We were talking about CBC. So why don't we start by talking about the uh, gloriously named Shits Creek? Immigration. Revenue. There are people here from the government. <laughs> Baby, it's crazy. People are just like. Taking our stuff. Leave your finances to me, said son of a bitch. There's a very small amount set aside for you. And one asset the government has allowed you to retain. The kids. The children are dependents, Moira. You bought a small town in 1991. I bought that as a joke for my son. You can live there for next to nothing until you get back on your feet. Shit. Oh, you're you're the uh, mayor we're supposed to meet. That's right. So if you're looking for a nasty kiss, it's mine. You have a couple of sweets. No, this guy. This is a motel, so we cater more to off-road truckers and drunk teenagers. This place is a dump. I it's tried. a dump. You know what? It's a hellhole. This wine is awful. Give me another glass. God, we haven't been close. I don't want to be just written off as some gorgeous airhead, you know? This is my town, and you're going to play by my rules now. I'm just messing with you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> or am I? Johnny Rose, my wife Moira. Hi. Oh, I love your complexion. Now, Shit's Creek is a CBC original series, like you said, uh, starring Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy's son, Dan Levy, um, or Levy, if you prefer that, um, starring as a very rich uh, family. Also, there's a daughter, a very rich family called the Roses, who lose all of their money in a bankruptcy and uh, retain only one asset, and that's a town that they bought as a joke that's called Shit's Creek. S. C-H-I-T-T-S Creek. <laughs> and let's just uh, let's just start with the fact that a show with this name would probably never air in the US. <laughs> well, it, uh, yeah, absolutely. They would call I it mean, Asterix Creek. <laughs> exactly. Even though it's not spelt the same as the word. Sure. Um, and so they're forced to leave their multi-million dollar mansion and move to this really crappy... Uh, to, what is it, Pobunk Town? Um, yeah, backwater. In Bumfuck, Ontario. <laughs> yes, it takes place in Canada, although they don't really talk about... I, I mean, I don't think they mention Canada. We don't see Canadian currency or anything like that. I think it's uh, it's not really discussed, I don't believe. Is no, it? no. Um, it was interesting because I was waiting for their... Uh, so it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere in North America. Right. Canada or the U.S. or Mexico. Well, not Mexico, but yeah. No. Um, so, so they're they're forced to set up in this small town. Um, the mayor of this town is played by Chris Elliott, whom you might remember from fantastic movies such as Cabin Boy <laughs> in the nineties. <90s. laughs> uh, but Chris Elliott, I think, is awesome. He's he does. Oh, he's comedians. been in quite a lot of stuff. Everything from Groundhog yeah. Day to. Um, yeah. Uh, something about something Mary. about Mary. He's one of the. You yeah. will know his face. His very yeah. memorable face, and uh, and he's he is very funny actually. He was on. I, I um, do like him. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um. 
and so they're forced to live out of a motel and give up all the good stuff. Now, um, I think this is my favorite role seeing Eugene Levy in. He's not... He's not the typical bumbling, foolish dad. He's a very debonair, quaffed, um, successful, um, well-put-together, and quite good-looking, if I'm not mistaken, man. So uh, you just, for those who don't recognize the name straight off... People know Eugene Levy. Well, okay. No? Well, oh, no, maybe not. Tell them. Oh, so, you, I mean, there'll be a few people, places people know him from. Some people would primarily say the father in the American Pie movies is probably one of his um, uh, iconic roles, although, again, he's one of those people that's been in a million things. I particularly know him from um, uh, roles with on Christopher Guest movies like mm-hmm. Best in Show as well. Mm-hmm. 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 The Mighty uh, Wind. Yes. So Waiting he, for Guffman and all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that... Uh, and he's got very distinctive features, but as you say, yes, he he um, he often plays the more uh, humble sort of nerdy's not quite the right word, daggy dad sort of roles. And uh, here, of course, he's yeah. the the patriarch of this uh, this rich family who've been uh, who've come on done. He he's an excellent actor, excellent excellent actor. Yes, and he's done a fantastic job in this. Um, uh, playing his wife, as she does in many other things, yes. Catherine O'Hara, whom you'll know from those same movies if yeah. you've ever watched them, because um, she's also from the Christopher Guest diverse, um, <laughs> and uh, she's uh, she plays his um, pill popping and uh, kind of out of it wife uh, in uh, Moira is her name, and uh, I think she does she does quite a, a great job here. I think she's hilarious. Um, not looking as good as he is, though. I don't know <laughs> if we can say that. Well, you just did. Um, and then his son, uh, whom I, I hadn't seen before, Daniel Levy, um, uh, he is amazing. He's fantastic. I really think he's so great. He looks almost identical to his dad. Yeah. He plays a really funny character who's, I don't know that, I don't know if he's gay, but he's he's very like effeminate, rich kind of guy, like clothes are extremely important to him and um you know making public appearances and you know very kardashian style lifestyle that he's used to so going to this tiny little town he obviously has a lot of problems kind of adjusting to it the the daughter uh, as well um is is very funny and uh, you know spoiled brat style you know i guess it's not groundbreaking by any means but it's 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 funny. I think they pull it off, and I think it's cute, and it's a a fun little show. You know, it has it kind of has shades. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, Parks and Rec, maybe. Um, you know, nothing. It's not earth shattering, but I think there's some fun performances, and I think it's it's got some good stuff in it. Jules, what did you think of this Canadian masterpiece? Mm, yeah, I thought it was a bit up shit creek, personally. Um... That's dumb. That was a bad joke. Hey, they opened the door for me. Hey, um, do you guys say that in Australia? Up Shits Creek without a paddle? Yeah, in a barbed wire canoe. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, that's even worse than not having a paddle if your canoe is made of barbed wire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're in a creek Have you ever made shit. a canoe? you ever tried to make a canoe out of barbed wire? It won't float, lady. If you weave the barbed wire tightly enough, it will. I'm just having another beer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, look, I comedy comedy is a very personal thing. I can't necessarily pin down why I don't like this, but it wasn't. It's just not my 
sense of humour, which is not to say I don't recognise that a lot of people would find it hilarious, but there's something. No, whether, and given what we're going to talk about later, this is going to sound ridiculous. Um, there's something a bit too broad about. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. I'll just shut up um, because that sounds ridiculous. But, you know, you can like, you can, you can like one comedic thing and not like another and there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason it just I don't like any of the characters um I I just don't yeah didn't find the premise particularly original or any of the either the characterizations or the or the dialogue struck a chord with me certainly didn't strike the funny bone with me so um Yeah, I, and that's given that you know I think as a, you know a number of the actors in it are fantastic. Um, although Chris Elliott, they give him a fake belly, and that really distracts me. Like he's got a pillow down are his shirt. And are you sure it's fake? Yes, you look at it. Uh-huh. It's really, uh-huh. it's obviously a, a padding. They also give him a hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two balance <laughs> each other out. Um, yeah. So look, I, I as I said, I can't. Um, yeah, I can't tell you why I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to yeah. say it's shit. <laughs> I just did. But, yeah, no, not my cup of tea at all. Um, however, I, I think – and, you know, get, you're talking to someone who here who likes Trailer Park Boys. So it's not a cultural thing. It's not a – I don't like broad Did you ever humor. watch um, Corner Gas? No. Uh-huh. That was a Canadian show starring Brent Butt and uh, – Fred Iwaniak, who you might remember from the the last the Jody Mills and Donna Hanscom episode, he played oh, yes, the yes. the chief there. Yes, yep. Um, yeah, he and that's where he was from. This show kind of reminds me a little bit of Corner Gas. It's got that small town feel to it. Um, you know, you get to know the the townies um, a little bit, um, and that sort of thing. I I like it. I like this show. I think it's I think it's funny. I, I think um, Dan Levy is very, very funny, and um, him working with his dad is great. I think they're, they're, I think they have a lot of chemistry, obviously, on, on the screen, and I think they, they've developed these characters past just the stereotypical, um, broadly drawn characters that they could have been. I mean, I, I think lesser actors could have walked in into these roles and done nothing with them, mm. and I feel. I mean, they're the creators of the show. I feel like they really knew where they were coming with it right now. Dan Levy's character, I think, is really funny. This the spoiled uh, young man about town debutante, kind of a a guy who's who's really concerned about his personal image and stuff. I really think it speaks to um, the Hollywood people that we see in the tabloids every day and these sorts of rich kids. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny, actually. Um, I mean, I don't think it's laugh out loud, I'm going to fall down funny like the other show we're going to talk about, <laughs> but um, I'm proud that it's a Canadian yep. show. And it's not it's not cheesy. It's not two and a half men. It's not so How I Met Your Mother. It's... it's Probably the only... I, and I think so, a little bit more developed than that. Yeah, maybe a little bit My Name is Earl. Slightly. A little, yeah, a little, little bit. That little. was sort of in the wheelhouse... Oh, God, I use the term wheelhouse. I'm just going to kill myself. Um, right. Yeah, look, as I said, I just I accept with some shows and I think particularly comedy more so than drama, you know, personal tastes of what you find funny are indefinable 
And this is just one of those shows where, yeah, it was like a struggle to watch a couple of episodes. It was like interesting. I'm really surprised, Jules, because usually you and I, you and I, kind of agree on what's funny. And I think maybe, this is... maybe I'm I, I could just be looking at it and just loving the Canadian aspect of it. Sure, the but then I did that, like that's a CBC show. I did like Trailer Park Boys. So as I said, it's not yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think this is. Oh, this... right. I know what it is. There's not enough drug abuse and womanizing and uh, <laughs> swearing for you. Possibly. <laughs> Did you see the episode when they talked about the, the sign for the town? No. So this was fucking hilarious. And um, Eugene uh, Levy's character um, says. Uh, somebody says something about oh well this you know the si- the town sign uh, at the entrance of town and they go out there and it says welcome to Shit's Creek and it has this woman and she's bending over um, like grabbing a fish out of the water and there's a dude like right behind her right up her butt waving like to the painter obviously with the painting <laughs> um, and, you know he's got his hat and a fishing rod and stuff and it says welcome to Shit's Creek we're all family or something. And he's absolutely appalled. He's like, "Well, don't you don't you see what the picture is?" And nobody can see it. It's like, "Yeah, it's a girl bending down," and nobody's putting two and two together. And he's like, "No, no, it's okay. That's his sister." Anyways, uh, okay, you had to be there. Pretty funny. Uh- <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so, how can our American friends watch this? I don't think you can. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I mean, download it illegally because that's the only way you can get it in your country. And don't worry, no one's going to come after you. CBC is not going to uh, call the lawyers <laughs> on you and try to sue you or anything. Um, but you know what? I I, I, I do recommend it. I, I think it's cute. Um, this is definitely, you know, a great show for a Sunday afternoon when it's raining out. Um, you're just you know, mo- most were, of the time in were Vancouver. On, uh, yeah, if it were on Netflix. If you're um, um, uh, snowed in with five metres of snow, then that's probably a good time to watch it. Yeah, it could be. I think it's cute, and if you like Eugene Levy and uh, and uh, any of those movies, I would say go for it. I would say <laughs> it's really funny, and Catherine O'Hara is pretty hilarious too. And if, like me, you don't love life, then uh, feel free to skip it. <laughs> uh, what is the other show Tanaka that we're looking at? Tanaka, Tanaka. Okay, so. This is interesting because this is a show where I was a bit eye rolly when you suggested it. I'd, I'd heard vaguely it had been uh, of it mentioned when it started, which is Man Seeking Woman. And so just reading the basic premise, I was like, yeah, look, I really don't need another sitcom about some mm-hmm. slightly loser guy and his, his you know, adventures in the dating world. Um you know, care factor zero, um, absolutely no interest in it. But you said, let's review it. And so I sighed deeply and thought, okay, I'll watch it. And fucking hell, is it funny. It, it, we, we will talk in a moment about the single funniest thing I've seen, movie or television, in a long, long time. Uh, but some guys are actually interested in me as a human being. <sighs> nope. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm just being uh, jealous. I won't let it happen again. I appreciate it. He's here. Uh, who's 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 uh, here? Hello. Hi. Come on in. First door on the right. Who's who's that? I invited my friend Tanaka over. He's visiting from Japan. Didn't I tell you? No. no. Remember, I met him on my study abroad. He took me to see Coldplay. He's a giant Japanese penis monster. 
Yeah, I, I could have sworn you just said uh, Japanese penis monster. Well, Tanaka's an octopoid creature from an alternate universe whose body consists entirely of penises. Uh, uh, he's, he's, um, what, what? He's traveling right now through time and space, seeking out orifices to penetrate with as many penises. He's amazing. Oh. Coming! He, he, uh, this is, uh... Tanaka! Uh. Hi! It's so good to see you. I've missed you. How was the trip? Did you get here okay? Kill it! Kill it! Josh, Josh, come say hi to Tanaka. Oh, hey, hey! Hey, man, welcome! He wants you to shake his penis. Tanaka. Hi, nice to uh, Josh Greenberg. I'm so excited you guys are finally meeting. Yay! Oh, God, thank you. Yeah, so the premise, premise is the main character is this sort of. Uh, loser guy. It's interesting. It is based on a book called The Last Girlfriend on Earth, which I, I think informs it in some way because it's a show that's got oh, – what would you say about it? So the, the premise is that this guy, Josh, is out looking for love and you think, yeah, I've, I've seen all that before. But the thing that makes the show different is that if you've ever watched – so I could, I could throw words around like metaphor and, and magic realism and that. But basically, have you, have you ever seen those literal videos where they take a music video and they actually literally interpret the lyrics? It's like that. So for an example, uh, the first sort of thing that happens in the first episode, his mother sets him up with a woman who's a troll. She's an actual troll. She's a... Two and a half foot tall, <laughs> grey, slimy troll who lives under a bridge, and he go. And so it's not, but it's not just. The, and the thing that's different about the show, they don't just go that joke. So it's not just he turns up for the date. Right, they don't they just throw out the quick. Gag. So he has dinner with the troll, and you know, then the next thing is he finds out his ex girlfriend, who is not over, is dating someone he hates, and it's Hitler. Right. And so there's this whole sequence of him turning right. up <laughs> to a party to find out that he's... At, at a party, bringing a bottle of wine. ex-girlfriend's dating Hitler. And there's a whole party sequence around him dealing with the fact that his girlfriend's dating Hitler. And everyone else seems okay with her dating Hitler. Uh, he's trying to point out why Hitler's a terrible person and everyone's sort of shutting him down. Um, and... <laughs> oh, come on now. Yeah. Just give the guy a chance, you know? So they're really happy together. And so this is <laughs> But he's like a hundred and he's like a hundred and twenty he must be hundred and twenty years old now, Hitler. Look at him. He's like, Oh hello, yes, it's me, Adolf, Adolf. Why don't you come in? Oh, is that a bottle of wine? That's great. I love wine, yeah. Uh that's good. You bought the expensive bottle too. I'm surprised <laughs> your people they don't really do that. Yeah. So every episode basically takes a common sitcom premise like if you think of how i met your mother any premise that they would have done about what's his name who was the loser in that ted you know go finding a woman and going on a date but because they right. take it to this next level it, it just moves into this whole other realm and the other thing i think that's really different about this is and i'll use how i met your mother as an example ted the main character in that was a loser like he was not a nice person generally uh he fucked up with his friends a lot he was self-obsessed but he was the hero if you like it's like oh yeah this is all about his search for love 
in Man Seeking Woman, the main character, Joss, Josh, the show is quite open about the fact that this is not a guy you want to be in a relationship with. <laughs> like, he points out his bad points. It doesn't celebrate the fact that, you know, he's obsessively jealous or fixated on his ex-girlfriend. It makes those out to be ridiculous and bad things in a person. So that enamoured me to it because usually those these sort of characters are assholes, but they're held up to be funny um, or, or, you know, lovable even though they're assholes. Whereas assholes probably not quite the right word for Joss, but, you know, he's not an he's asshole. Not an he's asshole he's, at all. he's no, just he's a bit an, of a sweet guy, loser but... and not a lot to offer in a relationship. Yeah. So it makes fun out of the fact yeah. that, yeah, he's he's looking for love. Um, I'll let you talk a bit before we talk about the most recent episode because we have to. Uh, it, the, Josh Greenberg is played by Jay Baruchel, who people may know from um, uh, The End of the World. Yes. Is that what the movie was called? Yep. Uh, with Seth Rogen and, and those guys. And he played Seth Rogen's little buddy, the little um, Weasley little, not Weasley, but little, you know, nerdy kid. And he's the same sort of character in here, very... Morose and eh, I don't know, <laughs> um, but he's fantastic. I love him. I love watching him. He's funny as hell. He makes me laugh just watching him. The way he reacts to things and the way he talks. Um, and he he has a buddy uh, who is, you know, sort of his foil, Mike, uh, played by Eric Andre, who is a very hip happening, on top of the world, lady loving um, guy who you know just loves to go to parties and screw women. And can't understand why Josh isn't uh, doesn't have a life or or want to do anything. Um, you meet his his sister and you meet his mom and you meet his dad. And, uh, the last episode I saw was friggin' hilarious when uh, Josh's character goes to a party at his sister's place and everybody's there are <laughs> couples. There's the gay couple and then there's the Asian couple and there's the sister that's and everybody's there and then they invite him and he's like, Oh mate, I guess I'm the only guy here that's not in a couple and then they look at each other. He's like, Oh no, and the doorbell rings and it's some date and it's a really cute redhead girl and they feel really awkward and everybody sits at the table and stares at them and it's the classic trope that you've seen over and over again. But this way they've done it hilarious. So that it's very obvious and they're like Oh, uh, so and so, come talk with me in the kitchen and come over here. And then, you know, everybody just stands there and stares at them and say, So, are you guys getting ready? Are you are you going out? And they take it to the craziest degree that they all both leave the party and they end up hanging out and hooking up and kind of start seeing each other. So, <laughs> cut to uh, Jay, uh, Josh having lunch with his mom. And he, she's like, Oh, and are you seeing anyone? He's like, well, there's this girl, and she's like, oh, tell me more, tell me more, and she's getting things ready on the table, and he's like, no, no, it's nothing, you know, it's just somebody, you know, we've only talked a couple times, it's not a big deal. She's like, tell me everything, and then he takes a drink of his water, and slowly things become foggy, and he is drugged, and he falls asleep, and he wakes up tied to a chair, and his mom is sitting there with a battery, and it cuts to a complete interrogation scene, and she she puts clamps on his nipples, She's like, so, t- uh, Josh, you tell me about this girl. And, Mom, no, it's not. <laughs> and she literally starts torturing him. And it goes on and on and on like that. One thing I love about this is they oh. amazing visual effects. Like, amazing visual effects. Decapitations and um, 
all of his girlfriend's um, stuff that she left behind in his apartment that he's yeah. still holding, uh, the ex-girlfriend <laughs> stuff, comes to life and starts to kill him. And, uh, you know, her bra comes to life and tries to choke him to death and things like this. Uh, really funny, weird stuff. And, and done amazingly. Yeah. And it's beautifully filmed as well. It's, um, it's, uh, this is another Canadian production, actually. It's shot in Montreal. And they've almost gone like feature, feature film style filming and cinematography uh with it so it looks really really good it definitely doesn't look like a sitcom kind of reminds me and i'm just talking shades of yep. uh, no, no, definitely of in um in in style and in sense of humor i think if uh, definitely in the uh, they're they're related uh, not a not a bad relative right. to have yes yeah tangentially <laughs> exactly um Really funny, really great. Um, some really bizarre, crazy stuff that happens, and yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I think this is. I mean, it's only February, but definitely one of the hits of this year. And no, no one knows about it. I mean, their official Twitter campaign <laughs> has less followers than I do. Like this is the biggest fucking shame there is. Uh, it's on FFX uh, channel, so it, this probably replaced. Sort um, of, legit, yeah, that's what I'm definitely. thinking. Um, again, not unrelated in um, in humor style, I think. Oh, and, in, and, theme. and theme. So, um, uh, yeah. And so this week's episode, which I have to tell everyone about Tanaka, because Tanaka, you will be getting Tanaka references from me for this forever. So this week's episode starts with like a sketch, and there are elements of this that sometimes just feel like they're out of a sketch comedy show. And you're um, at the top of Mount Olympus with all the Greek gods. And, and anyway, it's an intervention because Cupid's not been doing his job because he's been off clubbing, blah, 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 uh, before they take it. <laughs> oh, who, oh. who is played by um, ex-Saturday Night Live alum and ex-Lonely um, yes. Island yeah. or, or current Lonely Island member, um, and I'm stalling because I'm trying to remember yes, his name, yes. Kiva? Yeah, I think so. No, is no? that Kiva? No. Okay. No. Right, so, you keep talking. Um, you keep talking. Anyway, I'll the, the punchline of that is before he's dragged off to um, uh, to rehab, he um, it was Joma. Yeah, Joma. Joma, um, yeah, Before yeah, yeah. he's dragged off to rehab, he fires one last arrow to give, you know, some really unlucky dude to fall in love. Anyway, the upshot is, is it happens to be Josh and the, and the woman that's hit with the arrow is um, played by Minka Kelly. People will know from a number of things I particularly know from Friday Night Lights. And, you know, really hot, gorgeous woman. He fought. Falls in love. There's a number of sequences. One is him parading her around to everyone in his life, you know, from his past and present, you know, the the girl who called him Gaylord in grade (laughs) four, his Spanish teacher, uh, everyone at work. And anyway. (laughs) Who then looks at it, who, who then looks at his date and goes, Oh my goodness! I was so wrong. He must be a straight lord, and he's like, "That's right." I'm Random a pe- lord. homeless people in the street. You know, he's so proud of having this this hot girlfriend. Uh, but then, of course, he starts to get the 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 other side of this is he starts to be jealous of every time a guy even randomly speaks to her that you know she's hit some you know another guy's going to want to sleep with her and he's going she's going to leave him. So the the jealousy ramps up, and then she mentions that she's invited this Japanese friend over to visit who 
Yeah, the buzzer oh, rings. Oh, right, and- the buzzer rings. That's right. He's She's telling him, no, you can't yeah. be so jealous all the time. He's like, you're right. You know what? You're right. I'm not going to be so jealous anymore. And, and, she's, sudden, bzz, bzz, bzz. and she's like, oh, Who's that at the door? remember I told you my friend from Japan, Tanaka, uh, he's over here. You know, I, I've traveled with him. We went to see Coldplay. He's a great friend of mine. And, you know, he's, he's a giant Japanese penis monster. <laughs> I talked about Tanaka. Didn't I mention Tanaka, the giant Japanese temple penis monster? Tanaka turns up. And Tanaka is literally a giant penis monster who has penis for a head. Tentacles, pe- and tentacle the whole, armed like, penis This monster. is how they commit to it. The ends of all the tentacles are pixelated because obviously they're penises and we can't show you these things. To make this even funnier, and you won't know it when you watch, it's, he's played by Fred Amundsen from Portlandia. Yes! Now, you won't know that because he's a giant penis monster and you don't see his face. But when I found that out, (laughs) it made even more sense and made it even more hilarious. Anyway. Why? Why does that make more sense? Tanaka is a hilarious concept, but and you were talking about the visual effects and that. To actually carry it off for for most of the episode being interactions with this giant penis monster, you actually have to engage with him and i adore tanaka like he is all he ever says is tanaka 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 and you love him he's got these big eyes and his penis head and lots of penis tentacles um i won't give all of it away other than to say wait wait no but wait 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 slow down i gotta stop you because you said something you just said um, which makes more sense because it's Fred Armisen. Why oh, because he's an amazing, hilarious comic actor. Like, I think you could just have put... No, but, but I'm you don't saying... don't see him. The... Is I it even his voice? His voice. I... I bet you he didn't have anything to do with it and they just credited <laughs> it to him. <laughs> funny. It could which be would be funny. even funnier. <laughs> Whoever was involved. Tanaka is a... Glo- but the, Tanaka's a big puppet. But there like, was he's someone a big muppet, inside essentially, it, yes. with penis ends, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think it passes. He is the most hilarious creation. And again, it's how they commit to this seriously as about an exploration of jealousy within relationships. Uh, I've already watched it. I, like, I've already watched it half half a dozen times. I mean, it, it's, I made ran, random friends watch it last night. I have been saying... Um, yeah, they and what did they think? Was crazy. Uh, <laughs> they thought it was funny, um, but they can't get like it's one. Of, sometimes I get one of those things. You know, we all get one of those things. Tanaka is going to make me laugh forever. Like, and I will be saying Tanaka randomly to people who don't even know what I'm talking about forever. <laughs> right. So that's all I can say. It's. Um, it's that wacky, and and there's a sequence at the end when he breaks up with her again, which was hilarious. You know, when she's already got engaged ten seconds after they break up. It, it, there's a right. He literally walks away and changes his mind and turns around, and comes back. So and the level of engaged. smartness in that, and I don't know whether this some oh, of this comes. From, I haven't read the book. Yes. I don't know how much of this is in there. But there's a um the level of smarts about the writing because this is not just the things that usually get observed in sitcoms because it's taking them to another level. It's interpreting them. It's, you know, looking at, yes, oh, you know, when you break up with someone and then you'll look back and think, oh, maybe I should get back on with them and they've moved on. And it's just really wonderful writing. Um, And as I said, it takes what could 
you know, on the surface of reading the outline, to me just sounded like, you know, uh, a trope I've, I've seen many times before and just takes it, really, really takes it to that next level. I think this is incredibly smart, um, incredibly funny. Uh, it, it, it's it's just, and it's unique. There's nothing else like it on, on TV at the moment. Um, you will love it. If you don't love it, you should just probably kill yourself, really, because I don't know what joy there is left for you in the world. Um, <laughs> but really, I, I – and as I said, I, why I think this is the funniest thing, and there's a lot of funny things around at the moment. Uh, the This season of um, Broad City, Ryan and I both agree, is just – through the stratosphere in as far as how hilarious it is, like literally fall off your chair laughing mm-hmm. funny. And but this episode this week certainly of, of Man Seeking Woman just broke me. Now why I find that funny and, and Shits Creek fails to move me on any level is one of the mysteries of the universe. Well Shits Creek doesn't have very many penis tentacle mo- Japanese penis tentacle monasteries. <laughs> To be fair that's, to them, I mean... That's true, but there are other things I find funny that don't have penis monsters in them. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> now you've been spoiled. <laughs> now I've been spoiled. Am I the only lesbian in the world obsessed with Japanese penis monsters? Quite probably possibly. Not. <laughs> oh, probably not. Um, I want a Tanaka t-shirt. I want everyone to watch Man Seeking Woman because, and Ryan and I have said this before, there's a lot of ordinary shit sitcoms out there and when you see something like this it's like like i bet if this was a web series it would be going viral but because Um, yeah maybe yeah i just think it's not found the people who are really going to love it it's not your normal sitcom um it is it is smart um it's you know rapid fire quick with the dialogue um and I just think there's people like me who would dismiss anything that looks like white straight guy, look, douchey guy looking for love sitcom. Why the hell would I do that? I can stick right. pins in my eyeballs instead right. um, and aren't even going to give it a chance. So this is what I'm going out hard for. I'm, I'm now stalking the official Man Seeking Woman Twitter. I will be tweeting out about it all the time, Tanaka Tanaka. Um, I'm going to be pushing until I get my official Tanaka T-shirt. And is there an official Tanaka teacher? No, well, there, there will be by the time I'm finished. Um, <laughs> I've already got the official Tanaka tattoo, and I got oh. it a year before. I got it the this year before true. the show started. Yeah, but so. you need to put some some big uncircumcised dicks on the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that can be done, don't you? Oh, worry. I know I can. I'm just telling. And where. I have to say, that probably would the- really give a lot of mixed signals, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I have to say, this this sitcom gets away with probably um, the most explicit cum scene you've ever seen on oh, television. Probably. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Even I though part so. of it's pixelated. And it's um, blue. And it's blue. So, <laughs> so, um, isn't it? No. Oh. No, it's not. Oh, okay. All That's right. okay. You don't know. You don't know. It. Don't know. It's, it's well, okay. The videos it's I watch, it's, it's never. It, let's just say it's. No, it's never. It's never blue. It's never blue. Not unless you're unwell. Very Have you unwell. seen uh, Cucumber? Yes. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, that's another one we need to talk about. That's so depressing. Um, okay, so anything else to say about uh, Man Seeking Woman, Man Seeking Woman. I feel um, Probably uh, the best comedy, new comedy this year for sure. Um, definitely ties Broad City as far as 
originality and freshness and um, really unique characters and unique situations. Um, unfortunately, not getting the attention it deserves. So that's why we wanted to do this early. It's only been a couple episodes. What is it? Four episodes? Five episodes in? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people need to be watching FFX and watching this because it is goddamn funny. Yeah, and look, if this these... was on, if this was on Comedy Central, it'd be getting way more attention. I think that's true. Yeah. Um. So watch it. Tell your friends about it. These are the sort of things that, like, I I have hope that eventually shows like this and Broad City and some of the other shows we've we've talked about will kill the normal sitcom, the How I Met Your Mother and Two and a Half Men, because seriously, they they're not even in the same, you know. <laughs> They just don't even deserve to both be called comedies, <laughs> you know. While you know, there's smart stuff that exists in in our lives, like that is is in in the moment as far as you know politics and pop culture and everything goes. And then you've got your sort of network sitcoms that really could have been written in 1950. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what you like. In which case, well, I'm not no, sure. but they throw they just throw in Google and cell phones, and now they're new again. Yes. Yes, and, and even even some of the other ones like Girls or or New Girls or all those shows called Girls, um, yeah, they're, they're just not those. So funny that you would enjoy a show called Man Seeking Woman more than you'd enjoy a show called Girls. Oh yeah, just saying, just saying. Well, and I will say, I mean, certainly if if you want to look at a critical feminist analysis of it, the uh, Man Seeking Woman is is up there. It has great female characters. As I said, it's not glorifying a guy who, but is by no means uh, a great catch for any relationship. Uh, his sister's fantastic. His mother's yeah. fantastic. Uh, you know the Minka cat. Kelly character in uh, this week's episode with Tanaka, her her best <laughs> best friend, uh, is fantastic. Um, it honors people with many penises. Uh, so you know it's not making all men out to be douchey losers. A uh, little mm-hmm. shout out to um, what's his name, Andre, who plays his best friend, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Andre. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He's mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a huge role, but he's hilarious, and again, another just another great character. And um, watch it, please watch it. Yeah, don't um, let it get cancelled for Big no, Bang Theory or some. Oh, thing. don't even. Yeah, like this is if you're the sort of person who's watching Big Bang Theory because there's nothing else fantastical in comedy, and I mean fantastical in that broader sense. Watch this. This this is this is like Terry Gilliam esque. Yeah. Ooh, almost. It is. Oh, it is. It's that yeah. sort of taking – like it's got that Monty Python, you know, it's uh, um, absurdism about it. And as I said, because they don't just do – they could have done these things a lot, Yeah, as you said, a one-shot sort of like, oh, look, there's his date. She looks like a troll and then go on with it. They commit to these things and take <laughs> right. them to take them yeah. to absurdist levels. You know, what would be the consequence of your ex dating Hitler? How would your friends treat Hitler? Exactly. How would Hitler fish in at a party? Uh, yeah. How would Hitler treat you when he found out you were Jewish? Like, it's – that 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 takes the you know and the surreal you know takes it to surreal places. And oh, it, one of my favorite my favorite thing was Michael Hogan on this on this. Oh story. yes. Um, now what's happening? Oh, he's sending a text to the girl that he met on the train. 
um, who Vanessa Bayer's character, uh, whom he really likes, and she's really fantastic, and they hit it off. And so he's trying to compose a text message to send to her to see if she wants to go out. So we sort of go into his brain, and it's Michael Hogan from Battlestar Galactica, (laughs) who's in charge of everything, and he's the general. And uh, he's like, for God's sake, you can't do that. You can't just send someone a text message. (laughs) And then all the other people around the table, the war, the war room, are are giving their advice. No, no, you have to just go with something funny. And then Eric Andre comes on. He's like, No, no, you got to be like, What's up, bitch? You know, you're getting <laughs> getting some. And he's like, Really? Is that really what I should do? I don't know. And it it just gets hilarious. And Michael Hogan just kills, just yes. absolutely kills it. The, the whole thing. That's and worth so- it, right there. Yeah, yeah, that was the second episode. So, look, you will get your money's worth watching this. Um, it won't cost you anything to watch Especially either. You so pay, there you <laughs> well, unless you're paying for FXX. Surely that comes free with whatever cable package you've got. Um, so. Yeah. So, look, please, it's it's really like there's only, like there's less than 100,000 people watched it last week. And I'm saying that's the funniest thing I've seen on TV or movies in living memory, and less than 100,000 people watched it. Seriously? They're going to put that on the poster, Jules. They're going to say the funniest thing I've watched in living memory, Jules from... Well, they're going to say super wiki, but it should be super (laughs) chinwag, yeah. No, seriously, really, people, if you don't ever believe us about anything, trust us on this, go watch Man Seeking Woman. It would. It will become that show that you drag out when you have friends over to go, you've just got to watch this one episode. And then like six episodes later, you'll still be watching it. You will become like, um, um, have missionary zeal. You will be proselytizing this like I am now, people. (laughs) Wow. You've converted me, Jules. I'm now going to watch. Tanaka. Tanaka Naka. So there we go. That's the end of the episode. Thank you, Jules, for shaking hands with the tentacled penis monster. Tanaka. I hope you didn't get any in your hair. Tanaka, Tanaka. Thanks, everybody. Come back next week for some more Tanaka Naka, and we will be happy to have you. Tanaka. Tanaka, Jules. Tanaka. Tanaka. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Send email to fans at tvchinwag.com. Or follow on Twitter at TV Chinwag. Music for this podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan, Jules, and myself, Rich Rubin, thanks for listening to TV Chinwag. <laughs> <laughs>